Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. He's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. It's the Mark K Show. Listen, like, share. I'll tell you, I don't even know where I want to start today. There's so this is going to be I'll tell you, <laughs> the last 24 hours and the next 24 hours. You know, every 24 hour period from here until the end of uh, at least Trump's first term is going to be something that's really interesting to uh, interesting to watch. Couple things that we want to talk about today. Uh, the first thing is the New York Times has now reported that Donald Trump is in fact the devil, and you know I don't know. I mean, I guess they. I mean, I guess they've they've just flat out run out of real news because they're reporting now that Donald Trump uh, is the devil, and that the Republicans and his candidate, uh, in his cabinet rather, and the Republicans uh, who voted for him, we are all, I guess, devil worshippers. I, I, they don't really. Impl- they more imply that than anything else. And I have proof. Actually, I can actually prove, which I never thought I'd have to do, but I, I actually can prove that this individual, uh, who is the president of the United States, is indeed not the devil. And I will, uh, I will go forth and do that here in just in just a minute. It's kind of crazy when you have to like come on here and say, "What are we going to talk about today?" Hey, why don't we try proving that the president is not the devil, as major media outlets are <laughs> are indeed reporting? Um, and that's, I mean, I guess that, that's what we're going to do today. And then tomorrow we're going to talk about Donald Trump's Supreme Court nominee and all of the protests I'm sure that are going to uh, that are going to you know begin as soon as that nominee is named at eight o'clock today. Couple things before we and I have a theory about that by the way. I have a theory about these protests, by the way. I'm going to get to that. But a couple things I want to let you know about. First of all, uh, I'd like to remind you to to hit the share button on Facebook and share this with uh, everybody that that, uh, lives on your feed and that follows you on Facebook. Um, If you're listening to the podcast, share the podcast with people, too, because here's why. More and more, I'm noticing people on Facebook saying, I'm deleting all political posts and I'm so sick of politics. And, you know, I I can't believe it's, it's I just want to see pictures of kittens and bunnies and food again. And for those people, I think they'd get a real kick of you out of you sharing this. <laughs> it might just might just be the straw that breaks the camel's back. And if you're into that kind of thing, like I am, uh, then it's uh, that's a great opportunity to to do to annoy some people. Um, so you just go ahead; it's real simple to do. Just uh, just hit the share button. Uh, also, I will be getting to some of your comments today. People have been complaining that I haven't been reading the comments in a while, so. I, uh, I will do that, I promise. Before we end this this broadcast today, I will uh, take a peek at some of your comments and I will um, and I will uh, share some of those as well and I'll answer some of your questions. So if you do want to comment, by all means, do that too. And uh, I should point out that this is, first of all, you know, a Joe Scarborough, who I don't watch at all because while well, I work in the mornings and also, eh, uh, but Joe Scarborough said something that I want that really kind of sums up what I've been going at for the past couple of days. The things kind of I've been sharing with you the past couple of days. And I want to start with this clip from Morning Joe. The pace over the past 10 days has been astronomical. Everybody in official Washington I talked to said, I cannot believe he's only been president for 10 days. 
There is Joe Scarborough admitting what we've been talking about for days now, that Donald Trump is a workhorse, a workaholic, that he has a list, an agenda, and he is he is plowing through those items one by one by one. And and right everyone everyone's saying the same thing. I can't believe what he's done in the last 10 days. You know why? He is working it like Donald. He is wild, working it like Donald, W-I-L-D. Uh, so many people have already ordered their wild shirts. If you want to get yours, now's the opportune time. Uh, go to teespring.com slash wild shirt. Again, these things are these things are, are like hotcakes. If t-shirts were hotcakes, they'd be these wild ones because everybody wants to work it like Donald. It's time to get wild, folks. It's time to get wild. And uh, that's something we've seen before. Also, Okay, before we get into why Donald Trump is not the devil, I want to share this video with you too. I saw it this morning. It's a little disturbing. It's a little it's a little hard to watch. So, if you if you're if you're not into awkward situations or uh, if you're not into watching videos of real tragedy live as they happen, then you may want to turn away for just a minute. This is video of a Supreme Court rally that was hosted by uh, Nancy Pelosi, a House Minority Leader former uh speaker of the house and she had some <laughs> she had some issues it's not funny she had some issues with her microphone I, evidently the same people that handled donald trump's microphone at the debates were handling nancy pelosi's microphone outside the supreme court here's video of it and again i warn you it's a little uncomfortable to watch got it the sound working i can hear you can you hear us Is the sound working? I think it is. Good evening, everyone. I'm very proud to hear. Proud to stand with the members of the House Democratic Caucus, soon to be joined by the Senate Democrats as well. It's not on. Is somebody going to deal with this? Look at that moon. Look at that. <laughs> look at that moon, though. This is <laughs> just just look at the moon. This is I told you it was uncomfortable to watch. But uh, that really, that actually happened. That was, that kind of actually made my day. Uh, poor Nancy Pelosi stranded out there. Nobody can hear her um, in the crowd. She's trying, and then she, she got really annoyed. Is somebody going to take care of this? Is somebody taking care of this? So then she just stood there and because she had no other reaction, she just, you know, look at that moon. It was a new moon, by the way, which was, uh, which was very, there's a new moon in town, much like there's a new sheriff in town. Um, so that was. <laughs> That's just a little. That's a little funny video. It was. Uh, it was really painful, wasn't it, Althea? It was a little painful to watch, but uh, nonetheless, I felt that uh, I felt that you'd enjoy that, and uh, maybe we'll play that again before we go, just because it uh, it'll put a smile on your face. All right. So this is this is a story from the New York Times, and a couple things about the New York Times. If you go online and you read this, you only have like ten free stories a month. And I went on to, to read it, and I realized I'd reached my 10th free story. And first of all, I don't know why I'm visiting the New York Times page that much, because I don't really like what they say. And maybe that's why. Maybe I'm just reading it because I can't believe what they're printing. Uh, and then after that, there's a paywall that they have to you have to go through. But luckily, I have like nine computers. So when I hit the 10th page uh, free page on one computer, I just turn to the other one. I pull it up. So I printed it off, because you never know. You never know when the... the um, 
the New York Times is going to ask you for money again. Uh, I mean, they need it, so probably a lot. But this is a story written by David Brooks. It's an op-ed. It's on the opinion pages. But, I mean, a lot of people can't differentiate between fact and opinion these days. I don't know if you've realized this. But for a lot of people, fact and opinion are, are indiscernible. They just, can't, uh, they just can't distinguish between the two. Anyway, so David Brooks, Brooks uh, wrote this story, and the New York Times published it, and it's basically calling Donald Trump the devil, and those who work for him, with him, or uh, conspire to get him to where he is, uh, devil worshipers who have sold our soul uh, to Satan. Let me read just a little bit of it, and then we'll, then we'll you know, uh, rip it to shreds line uh, by line. Many Republican members of Congress have made a Faustian bargain with Donald Trump. Now, Let's stop there for a second. A Faustian bargain. A Faustian bargain. This is, of course, Dr. Faust, the German uh, German uh, character from fiction who sold his soul to the devil for ultimate worldly knowledge, wanted to know everything there is to know. He had a real craving for knowledge, so he sold his soul to the devil in order to do so. I don't know how many people know that. I don't know how many people read this and understand what a Faustian bargain is. Probably one of the reasons that the New York Times is, uh, you know, only giving away 10 free articles and forcing people to pay for the rest of their content. Now, let me move on, though. They don't particularly admire him as a man. They don't trust him as an administrator. They don't agree with him on major issues, but they respect the grip he has on their voters. They hope he'll sign their legislation, and they certainly don't want to be seen siding with the inflamed progressives or the hyperventilating media, of which the New York Times uh, fits perfectly into that category. Uh, their, their position was at least comprehensible. How many times in a lifetime does your party control all levers of power? When that happens, you're willing to tolerate a little Trumpian circus behavior in order to get things done. But if the last 10 days have made anything clear, it's this. The Republican Fausts are in an untenable position. The deal they've struck with the devil comes at too high a price. It really will cost them their soul. So the news, just so you're clear on this, from the New York Times today is that Donald Trump is the devil. And that those who supported him in his election, support him in his White House efforts, and supported him at the polls have sold their souls to him as a result. It is, it is, it is really, you know what, it's not surprising because I know that, uh, that uh, people on that side are, are into name calling. Uh, but it, it's interesting to me how you would think the New York Times, especially somebody who writes uh, the, the phrase Faustian bargain, you would think they would understand that Donald Trump is the opposite of really the devil. Everything we know and we've learned and we've read about the devil, everything the Bible tells us about the devil. I mean, Donald Trump, he is not the devil. He is the opposite. What do we know about Satan? What do we know about the dark Lord? What do we know about the beast with the number on his head? Well, a couple things. First of all, one of the earliest things we know is that he uh, appeared as a serpent and he slithered into the Garden of Eden and he convinced Eve to eat of the apple, eat of the, the forbidden fruit to taste it, convinced her, just talked her into it. And she did. And she and Adam knew they were naked and they were ejected from, from, uh, from paradise. That's the first instance we know of the devil. Donald Trump a lot of people would say is not the most convincing speaker. 
You know, he's not the kind of person that could convince somebody to do something that uh, is against what God has told them. You know, throughout this entire election, throughout every speech he's given, and now that he's part of the, uh, that he's in the Oval Office, what are the biggest complaints about Donald Trump? He's brash. He's uncensored. He has no filter. He's vulgar. He speaks exactly what's on his mind. That is not something that the devil would do. That's not how the devil got Eve to bite into the apple, the forbidden fruit in the Garden of Eden. The devil, devil doesn't go up to Eve and say, hey, uh, eat that apple or I'm going to grab your hoo-ha, you nasty woman. Donald Trump's the exact opposite of that. If anything, the silver-tongued devil, you ever heard that phrase? That comes from somewhere. The, he's a silver-tongued devil, he is. Yeah, because the devil, when he does appear supposedly will be able to talk his way in and out of any situation. The devil will be able to get in front of a microphone and wow audiences and people will be mesmerized by him, by his brilliance, by his cunning, by his character, by his incredible charm and charisma. And I don't think anyone in the last two years has ever used any of those words to define Donald Trump. When was the last time the media reported on the character and charisma and the, and the expertise that Donald Trump delivered his speech with? Wow, it was such an inspiring speech. Millions were moved, moved by his words, some to tears. Never happens. In fact, they report the opposite. They have spent their entire time. They've spent the entire election, the entire uh, 10 days since he's been elected, the entire run-up while he was uh, in his transition period. They've spent the press and the media, everyone has spent the entire time ripping Donald Trump a new one, talking about how vulgar he is, how brash he is, how unpresidential he is. Do you really think the devil, given all that power, would appear as unpresidential? No way. The devil would appear to be the opposite. He would be the most presidential person this this world has ever seen. Do you ever see the Omen movies? Remember? Oh, I think it was like Omen 1 or 2. Well, it was Omen 3, uh, where, where Damien rose to power. I don't know if it was president or something else, but he would get in front of a crowd. He was good looking, good head of hair. No one would ever accuse Donald Trump of having a good head of hair. He was someone that, that people wanted to be around. How many times do you see a woman uh, look at Donald Trump and just go, oh, this is disgusting? How many people are like, I don't even want to be in the same room with that guy? Uh, 50 Congress people sat out of the, of the inauguration because they hated him so much. If the devil were the president of the United States, every single congressperson, every senator would be there. The mall would be filled with million, twice as many as Obama. In fact, if you look at the two pictures, and I used to, I don't have them up here. If you look at the two pictures that the press was so happy to, to post everywhere, the alternative facts about the, the Trump inauguration audience size, you have the one of Trump, you know, it's, it's a little smaller. There's a lot of that white space, whatever. You have the one of Obama, and it seems like people go on for miles and miles. If the devil were really becoming president of the United States, which crowd do you think would be more representative of the devil's crowd? Because the devil doesn't let you know that he's coming. The devil is somebody that you don't see coming. Which brings me to another reason we know Donald Trump is not the devil. The devil lies and cheats and twists his way into any scenario. The devil will tell you exactly what you want to hear to get what he wants and then turn it all around and do the opposite. And Donald Trump has not told anybody anything they want. In fact, Donald Trump has done exactly what he said he was going to do. 
building the wall. Uh, what is the other one? Oh, the uh, banning uh, immigrants from those seven countries until we can uh, install some extreme vetting procedures. These are all things, the Supreme Court, the list of Supreme Court judges. These are things a year ago, six months ago, Donald Trump printed up and distributed to everybody. Everyone who voted for Donald Trump, every time he went to a, uh, to give a speech, he, these are, these are policy points that he hit hard. We're going to build a wall. We're going to get serious on our, on our immigration. We're going to, we're going to shut down immigration. We're going to install an extreme vetting system. We're going to bolster our military. We're going to get the, we're going to cut regulations. This whole uh, executive order where we're going to cut two regulations for every one new one that we make, this is not new. This is six, seven months ago that this was installed. He was telling people exactly what he's going to do, and now he's going to do it. The devil would do the opposite. He would tell everybody what they want to hear. And then when he got to office, he would flip it around and do what he wanted to do. That's not what's going on here. You have this, this, this blundering, brash weirdo with orange skin and, and weird hair that everybody loves to make fun of, that nobody respects, that people are uh, threatening to assassinate every single day, it seems, on Twitter, who half of the country is protesting against. That is the opposite of the devil. The devil comes in. Everybody loves the guy. He has the ability to trick people. He's conniving. He can talk you into anything. Tell me that Donald Trump could go out and talk those protesters into putting down their placards and walking away. No, the devil could. The devil could. Look, I know what you're saying. This is all ridiculous, but I didn't start this. The New York Times is the one that claims Donald Trump is the devil. And those who support him have sold their... It's right here in black and white. Uh, White supremacists, probably. Uh, If the last 10 days have made anything clear, it's this. The Republican Fausts are in an untenable position. The deal they've struck with the devil comes at too high a price. It will really, it will cost them their souls. I mean, imagine if you will, (laughs) imagine if you will, uh, taking a new job and somebody referring to you as the devil in the media. I mean, imagine what that, your options there. You have two options. Number one, you can be apologetic. Oh, I'm so sorry that you feel that I'm the devil. What can I do to make it up to you? Or you can realize that these people uh, are going to call you names. They're going to they're gonna poke at you. And they're going to try to tear you down as much as they can because you have something they don't. And that's the power that they want. What do you do? Well, like I said, you could be apologetic or you could just ignore it. You could work through it. You could realize that you have been chosen by people who share similar interests, who share similar viewpoints. You haven't lied. You haven't cheated. You haven't done anything you didn't say you were going to do. And that all these people who are in an uproar uh, at the airports with their signs, their, their picket signs, these protesters, people who are going to the courts, all these lawyers who are battling attorney generals from Washington State, among other places, all these people have been readily prepared. Don't think this is spontaneous either. That's another thing I'd like to, that's another thing I'd like to point out. This is not spontaneous at all. People have been, they've had since November the 8th, November the 8th, 2.30 in the morning, the election was called for Donald Trump. Ever since that time, people have been preparing to do battle. They're not stupid. They may be annoying, but they're not stupid. George Soros, uh, all those organizations, the ones that were planning to to uh, to go into the deplorable with stink bombs and set off all the sprinklers, all those people who bombarded on Washington, you think they all just woke up one day and said, we're going to rent a bus and go to Washington? These are all pre-planned events. We've seen the video. 
We know the organizations exist. We know that George Soros is cutting checks. We know how it works. This is premeditated protesting, premeditated protesting. And nothing is spontaneous. And I have an, I have a theory about that, too. I was thinking about this in the shower the other day. That may be too much information. Uh, you don't need to know that I was naked and wet when I thought about it, but I was, just FYI. Uh, I was thinking about it in the shower, and it dawned on me, maybe this is a tactic that Donald Trump has come up with. Bear with me. George Soros funds a majority of these political action committees and groups, these uh, these these protester organizations, these human rights organizations. He's he's a big supporter. A lot of his finances go into making sure that whenever Donald Trump does or says something that is even as slightly construed as weird or 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 what anti humanitarian or just uh, controversial. The, I mean, he's he's ready to hire as many thousands of people as it takes to leap into action and cause these PR uh, events because that's what they are. They're public relations events. They're, he's trying to cause embarrassment for Donald Trump in an effort to undermine his power. And he does it by hiring people to go out and do this. There's full-time protesters, people's jobs to go find homeless people and offer them a shower and a, and a good meal and a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle and say, hey, just go punch a Trump supporter in the face and all this can be yours. Well, of course, dude, if I were homeless, if I were like homeless and alcoholic and smelly and somebody offered me a bedroom and a shower and a bottle of whiskey just to go punch some dude I'd never seen in the face, this fist would be flying faster than you can say uh, Faustian bargain. So that's how they do it. And my theory is that Donald Trump is trying to make as many controversial stands and write as many controversial executive orders and cause as much of an uproar as humanly possible in as little time as possible so that George Soros can no longer afford to pay these people to do what they do best, which is stand around and yell and scream profanity and hold up signs uh, that were written on the back of cardboard boxes with Sharpies. That's my theory. It's kind of, you know, when, when uh, Ronald Reagan was president, he had there were two ways he could defeat Russia. He could bomb them or he could outspend them. Well, bombing them was a bad idea because they also had bombs too and they could bomb back. And then, you know, it's a no-win scenario. However, the arms race turned out to be brilliant because for every nuclear warhead we designed, Russia wanted to design two. And Ronald Reagan looked at the numbers and said, well, we've got a trillion dollars and Russia's only gonna got uh 280 billion dollars well if we if we spend more than them they won't have any money left and they'll collapse and that's exactly what happened the arms race was a way to bankrupt Russia and it worked and that's why we won that's why the Soviet Union collapsed because they ran out of money just like any other business they folded they went bankrupt Donald Trump will tell you all about that they went bankrupt. They cashed it in. They split up. They had nothing left because they were trying to spend, outspend the United States of America, which in the 80s was tough to do. I think Donald Trump's trying to outspend George Soros. And Donald Trump doesn't have to spend any money. He just has to start creating these, these PR situations. And that's what he's doing. And he's doing it quickly because as Joe Scarborough, uh, Scarborough pointed out. The pace over the past 10 days has been astronomical. Everybody in official Washington I talked to said, I cannot believe he's only been president for 10 days. You know, that's another thing I think it surprises people is that they're not used to this kind of pace. They're not used to somebody actually working quickly to accomplish things. They're, they're, they're used to waiting. I mean, they're government workers. When you're in the government, you are used to waiting for things. If you're a senator 
like Barack Obama, uh, if you're a senator like Hillary Clinton, if you're a, a senator like you know any number of other senators who uh, don't do anything on a regular basis, you're used to waiting until Senate gets back in session. You're used to waiting until a bill comes out of the Appropriations Committee. You're uh, used to debating and waiting. And I mean, even like look at the look at the um, uh, the uh, committees to um, what do you call it uh, to. Uh, Ah, uh, the words escape me right now. Uh, all these committees for, um, like, Senator Jeff Sessions and stuff, they've got to approve the appointment of Senator Jeff Sessions, and it's taking weeks. They just wait and wait and wait. That Donald Trump is not a senator. He's not a he's not a government worker. He's a businessman, and time is money. And so, why wait? Why shouldn't you do this in ten days? The fact that people in Washington are totally baffled and astonished, astonished. That Donald Trump has only been in office for 10 days because he's already accomplished so much? They should be thrilled. They should be, they should be ecstatic, but they're not. They're scared because now they know they've got to go to work. Do you know how annoying it is for senators and congresspeople to have to work on the weekend? Chuck Schumer. This guy, oh my, that's why he's crying. This is why Chuck Schumer's crying. It's not because he felt that this was a mean-spirited bill. It's because Donald Trump dragged him away from whatever he was doing on Saturday and forced him to have a press conference. And poor old Nancy Pelosi, who, I mean, probably shouldn't be out of the house past nine o'clock anyway. She's got to take her, you know, uh, castor oil and go to bed before the, you know, I guess, or maybe she has to be up at night and she has to go to bed before the sun comes up or she burns. One of those is, is true. Uh, anyway, she's got to be schlep out to the Supreme Court to, to host a rally with her constituents. Oh God, that's like the worst thing in the world for her. To actually have to hang out with the people that voted for her? Blech. Nobody wants to do that. You want to you want to go to you know the state house. You want to sit in your big lush office and smoke cigars in your backdoor meetings and eat at the expensive meals that they have there at the uh, at the canteen. And then you want to take a three week vacation. You want to recess for like three weeks at a time. Go home and uh, you know go to church picnics and things where people treat you like a hero. That's why you go to Washington. You don't go there to work as quickly as possible and get as much done as possible. Chuck Schumer hates Donald Trump because he's making him work. Nancy Pelosi hates Donald Trump because he knows she knows she's got to work. Everybody in California, everyone in San Francisco, they don't want the wall. They don't want Obamacare overturned. They don't want any of these immigration bans. And Donald Trump's like, boom, wall, boom, Obamacare, boom, immigration ban. Now she's got to work just as fast to keep up with him. He will outpace them. There is no way that they have the stamina or the ability to keep up with Donald Trump in the Congress, in the Senate. There's no way. He does more in, in one day than they do in three weeks. He's working it like Donald. Wild. W-I-L-D. That's what he does. That's how he gets things done. And that's why people hate him. And the fact of the matter is, today, here's another example. Today, he's moving on from the immigration debate and he's, he's announcing his Supreme Court nominee. A lot of people are saying he moved it up to change the conversation. He was supposed to do it Thursday. Sure. But he's, he's Donald Trump. He's ready to go now. He's like, well, look, if you want to talk about this stupid stuff, I'm going to give you something else to talk about. And so all this news, all this effort, this guy, David Brooks, he probably had to waste his weekend too. He probably had to go in on a Sunday and sit down and talk. And you know, he probably had to reread Faust uh, so that he figured out what it was all about. Then he had to come in and he had to write all this, all this uh, slop, get it to his editor. His editor had to work the weekend too, just so they could get it out in a timely fashion so that hopefully somebody would click on it, pay through the paywall and actually read it. It's, it's horrible if you think about it. I mean, now that I put myself in their shoes, I understand why, uh, why they hate the guy. You know, I'd, I'd hate the guy. I'd hate my boss if he made me work harder than I was used to.
Absolutely. Uh, now let's talk about there's one more thing, by the way, speaking of working the British parliament, I love British parliament. There's, I was watching video of British parliament for hours, really longer than I should have. They've been debating Donald Trump's state visit. You may or may not remember, but uh, Theresa May came last week before the whole immigration uh, executive order was signed. She came in and she said she had a love. She met with Donald Trump. She said, oh, I have a lovely visit. And he said, oh, we're great friends. And she said, I would like to extend to you on behalf of Queen Elizabeth herself a state visit to London, blah, blah, Great Britain. And Donald Trump accepted all right. So he, so there it is. She said, the queen would like you to come to England. I would like you to come to England. Donald Trump says, of course I'll come to England. Boom. It's on. Then over the weekend, he signs this executive order. Everybody's all up in arms. The people in Great Britain, many of whom are Muslim because they have a very open border policy, start debating it as well. They're a little annoyed that uh, Theresa May didn't stand up immediately and 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 say this is a horrible thing. They were they were not happy with how long it took her to condemn Donald Trump's executive order. They thought she should have done it immediately. The the uh, the mayor of uh, of London, uh, Mayor Khan, is the first Muslim mayor of a large European city, and he said, "I do not want Donald Trump coming here. I they must rescind the offer." And Theresa May said, we're not rescinding the offer. It's an offer from the queen. And people were saying the queen would be embarrassed. And the queen actually came out and said, no, I'm not embarrassed at all. It'd be lovely to meet the gentleman. So in parliament the other day, they were debating in British parliament. They were debating whether or not Donald Trump should come and visit Great Britain. This is what's going on. They're debating whether or not Donald Trump should come and visit Great Britain because of the ban he imposed on immigration from Syria and Sudan and Iraq and Iran and Libya and Yemen and the other one that I'm forgetting at the moment. And think about how ridiculous this is. You think that you think that the uh, that the liberal protesters in the United States, you think they're the only ones that are uh, prone to hypocrisy? Uh uh-uh. uh. It's an international phenomenon because now you have a petition in the UK that like over a million people have signed saying, do not let Donald Trump in the country. Why? Because he banned other people from immigrating to the United States. Think about this. We don't like that you banned these people from immigrating to the United States. We don't like that you kept people from coming to your country. So what we want to do is keep you from coming to our country. Because, of course, everybody knows two wrongs make a right. I mean, what, are they trying to fight fire with fire? Why don't, you, we don't, why don't you stand up and be the bigger person? Why don't you want Donald Trump there? You know why? Because you're concerned. You're concerned about security. You're concerned about protesters. This is the most hypocritical thing I've seen from a country like Great Britain. It's crazy. You have a bunch of people who are saying, we don't want Donald Trump here. We don't like how he thinks. We don't like what he says. We don't like his policies. We're concerned that he's going to cause riots and protesting and that people are going to get hurt and that they're going to be angry. And so to protect our citizens, we are, we want him kept out of our country. Does that sound like anything We've been talking about for the past couple days, a little bit, a little bit, maybe <sighs> let's get to some of the comments. Cause I promised you today, I would read some of your comments and I am uh, like Donald Trump, a man of my word. I'm more, I'm wild. I'm working it like Donald. Uh, let's see what's going on. Let me see what the top ones are here. John, Joan Vogel, UK, Russia, China, and USA would be awesome to help world order. 
No, no, no. Uh, USAF, hurry up and wait. What? That's what we did. Oh, yeah. Anyone who's in the military knows all about that. They cannot tell us not to enforce our immigration laws. Did I play you the clip, by the way? I don't think I did. Let me go back and play you this clip because this was my favorite of all the clips. Boris, uh, what's his name? Johnson? Yeah, I think it's Boris Johnson. Is like the undersecretary of secretary of ministry, defense, international, whatever. And he's, people are just berating him with these questions. One after another. How can we stand for this? Why would you let it? And he's like saying, is the United States of America, it's his country. They elected Donald Trump. Shut up about it. We wouldn't want them coming here and telling us what to do. And then this one guy gets up and listen to this dude's question. Because to me, this question and answer, I mean, this this is exactly, this sums up what everybody's position on the United States outside of the United States should be. Does my right honourable friend share my disappointment that so many members of this House have got so used to us not having control of our own immigration policy that they appear to resent another sovereign country having control of theirs? friends put it puts it uh, uh, bluntly but uh, accurately uh, I think that it, it is it is absolutely this is whatever you may think about this policy and I think there's a wide me- measure of agreement about this policy across this house uh, it is the prerogative of the president of the United States the prerogative of the American government uh, to do this first of all that dude's hair man you know he's a Trump supporter you can just look at his hair <laughs> I'll tell you though, these great. If I love watching British people in Parliament because they're all like, oh, my most honourable friend, the Under Secretary of the Secretary of the Under, uh, would like to point out, and they're insulting each other and they're yelling at each other, but they're so gosh, just gosh darn polite about it. They're all like, you know, I'm sure the Under Secretary would agree that he's a pompous ass. Well, I'm sure you would disagree with me. Blah blah. Anyway, so that's uh, that's kind of sums it up, doesn't it? It's the United States' problem, and the United States has an answer. And maybe all you people in Great Britain, and all you people in France, and all you people in Germany especially, all you people under the uh, power of Angela Merkel, and I use the word power, uh, you know, uh, sarcastically, all of you people are jealous that we have a leader who is actually leading and doing something about a broken immigration system, and that's it. Perhaps everyone in this parliament is just jealous that the United States is finally cleaning house and taking care of what's a serious issue for everybody. That accent makes it easier. Uh, I help to protect this country and you have idiots out there that don't know their ass from the hole in the ground. I wish they go over there and see our servicemen, uh, what they go through. Some of you people don't have respect for our country and what we believe in. Bob Kane. Bob Kane, thank you for your service. Uh, I think most of the people here respect you. Soros is involved with all the chaos in Europe, too. Pretty much wherever there's chaos, Soros is there. In fact, I think Soros is the Hungarian word for chaos. Uh, I'm not, I don't quote me on that. I'd have to double check. Althea, oh, Althea, they cannot tell us not to enforce our immigration laws. They sure can't. And I think they're all coming to that realization. Joshua Day, how dare you protect your citizenry? <laughs> uh, Steph Smith, Great Britain Parliament doesn't want Donald over there because they are afraid he'll influence people over there. They're scared. Uh, I'll tell you what, there was a guy, there was a guy that I was watching. Somebody sent me a clip of him. He's a British comedian and he's super, uh, super conservative. And I would play some of it, but it's profane. And I don't, 
I don't allow profanity on my show because, uh, I, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know. My kids, my kids could walk in at any minute, but the, his rant was great. And he was basically saying it was tough to understand because he has a thick Cockney accent. But he's basically saying, look, I don't understand these protesters. Donald Trump is saying he hates terrorists. He hates ISIS and he hates people coming into the country and blowing people up. So if you're anti that, then you're pro terrorist, pro ISIS and pro people coming into the country, blowing it up. He's like, it don't make any bloody sense. And then he said, Phil foul words. Uh, so I, I turned it down, but uh, you know, basically that's kind of, that's kind of the thing. Eve Hayes. Thanks for lightening things up for us. It's so exhausting. You know, I try to be light. I try a little levity. I feel like, I feel like it's, it's a little more exciting. Uh, exile him from every country. Uh, uh, you're talking about Soros. I still find it hilarious that the chancellor of Germany wanted to cite the Geneva convention to us. <laughs> Love the accents you do, Mark. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, Lynn Warren, how many across the world are so terribly uneducated, especially those in office? Uh, you know, and I go, I like the blonde speaker. His name, his name is Boris Johnson. By the way, just you wait, just you wait, because here's what's going to happen next. Trump is going to go to England, okay? And he's going to meet with Theresa May. He's going to meet the queen. He's going to meet with Boris Johnson, all right? The guy with the Trump hair. And what's going to happen is people are going to say, wait a minute, this guy's name is Boris Boris is a Russian name. He must be Russian. Of course he's working with Donald Trump. They're in cahoots. They're in cahoots to take over the world and uh, and uh, hack elections in every country in the land. All right, listen, uh, I'm going to get out of here for today. I'm going to wrap it up. But don't forget, uh, be like everyone else. Get, your, get, get working it like Donald. Get wild. These t-shirts are only available for two more days. Available until Thursday. Click on the link in the description. I'll put it up there again. Uh, W-I-L-D. Working it like Donald. Get yours today. I'm Mark K. I'll be back tomorrow. If you ever have a question or if you have a comment, by all means, uh, you know, DM me or message me on Facebook and I'll get to it. You can tweet at me too, at Mark K. Show. And, uh, you know, I hope you enjoyed this. Oh, don't forget to download the podcast, duh, on iTunes. Uh, if you ever miss an episode or if you want to hear it again or if you want to share it with your friends, go to iTunes and send them the link because uh, it's just as exciting to listen to as it is to watch. Probably even more so because I'll be honest with you, I don't really do much. I just sit in this chair in front of this wooden wall and stare into a camera. See you tomorrow. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.